Blessed be your name forever. Thank you for your presence. And thank you for your power. Thank you for your move in our midst. Thank you for upgrading our lives day in and day out. Thank you for your love and your message that are renewed on our lives every morning. Thank you for the blessing to be counted among the living. And thank you for what you're about to do in our lives today. I decree that everybody is living here with a miracle in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the blessing and your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Come please go into the scriptures. Amos chapter number 4, the verse 12. And 2 Corinthians 5.10. Out of it that we have our theme for the month of September. Therefore, thus will I do to you, O Israel, because I will do this to you. Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. Second Corinthians 5, the verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. The month of September is declared our month of eternity consciousness. It's a month of being conscious of eternity. Amos, speaking to the people of God, made a statement that is very profound. He said to them, because of the way you have treated God, the way you've gone about your life and all that, let me tell you, don't think that you are going to live forever. Then he told them, at the end of the, the conversation, he said to them, let me tell you, prepare. Go with me to the Amos 4.12. He said, prepare. Therefore, thus will I do to you, O Israel, because I will do this to you. Because I'll do this to you. Prepare to meet your God. Please help me tell the person that one day you will meet him. Whether you like it or not, you will meet him. And when you meet him, Paul said, whatever you did in this flesh, whether good or bad, you shall be rewarded. Help me ask the person next to you once again, what will be your reward when you meet him? Let the person answer you. Hallelujah. So this month is a month of eternity conscious. Now when you talk about being conscious of eternity, we simply mean to be aware that your life has an end. And that you won't live forever and one day you will leave this world. Please tell the person that maybe I know you have not forgotten, but tell the person you look at it the way you are sitting there. You will never live forever. You won't live forever. That this world is not your permanent home. That death is not the end of everything. Death is not the end of everything, but there is a place for you to go. That is being eternity conscious that one day everything will end. Your up and down, your going and coming, everything will end one day. But the most important question is, where will you spend eternity? That should be the question that you must always keep in mind. 
So be cautious of whatever you are doing today and whatever you are doing in this life. Be very, very careful. Because one day, you will meet your maker. You meet your God. And whatever you did on this earth, either good or bad, you shall be rewarded. And you alone knows whether your reward will be good or it will be bad. Hallelujah. Now, I'm preaching a message to you out of the theme for the month. A message of entitled, Life is Short. Yeah. I like the way everybody is quiet. Because this one, even when I mention the theme for the month, nobody shouted, hey. It's good. So even you're quiet to be more than this. Don't worry. This month is a month that will make you to think. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Life is what? Short. Tell the person to you, life is short. Life is short. And let me tell you, life is even more shorter than the way you think. Oh. Psalm 90, verse 1 to 12. That's my scripture for message today. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction and say, return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past and like a watch in the night. Hmm. You carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which grows up. In the morning It flourishes and grows up. In the evening, it is cut down and withers. If it doesn't wither or cut down, animals will eat it. For we have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath. We are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins. Your secret sins. Say it again. Now, the secret sins are sins that you commit that nobody sees. That you even think that nobody has seen you. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your... So you can hide it from men, but you can't hide it from God. God sees everything very real. You, I mean, David said, where can I hide from you? There is nowhere I can hide from you. He sees every... The, do you know that before your mother met your father, God knew you? Yeah. Before you even came into existence. David said, before I think of anything, you knew it before it even came to my mind. And please understand, men may not see you, but there is a God who sees everything. So be very careful. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. That's like the word countenance. For we have been consumed by your anger and by your wrath. We are terrified. For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. Do you know what a sigh is? What is a sigh? You, you are tired or something happens to you. You see, I'll talk about this, but because of time. And I, I will show you how short your life and my life is. Don't forget this one. He said, 
we finish our years like a sigh. And it's gone. I'm going to show you about 11 things that talks about how short your life is. You see, gone were the days when men used to live very long. Those days are past and gone. When you read Genesis chapter 5, from verse 3 downwards, let me, because of time, we're not going to read it, but you get to know how people used to live long. Lamech, there's a man called in the Bible called Lamech. He lived 777 years. He gave birth to his first child, I think at the age of I think, 170 or 80 or so. Some of the, of the Old Testament men gave birth at the age of 500 years. They were not giving birth. You are now giving birth. 500 years. Can you imagine 500 years? You are now going to marry? <laughs> when you go home, read Genesis chapter number 5. from verse, uh, I think from verse 3 out to 32 or thereabout. Lamech was 777 years. Mahalel, a man also called Mahalel, was 895 years. Enosh was 905 years. Canaan was 910 years. Seth was 912 years. Noah was 950 years. Jared was 962 years. And Methuselah <laughs> was 969, the oldest man in the Bible. 969 years. But let me ask you, when you even check from the Guinness Book of Records, have you ever come across anybody who has lived 200 years now? And sometimes when they are celebrating about old people, they say, oh, the person was 160. Every now it's becoming very rare. When you find that people are growing old. So, gone were the days when men used to grow older. Or we used to have a lot of years. Now our lives are very, very short. Hallelujah. I don't know, who is the greatest person on the earth now? How old is the person? From the Guinness Book of Records? I'm not too sure, but I think maybe 140, between 140, 160. The oldest. But as of now, you can, you and I can testify that people doesn't live long like that. Sometimes you can see just around people about 21 years, 30 years, sometimes 18. How can you die at the age of 18? Life. It's becoming more shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Please, you must understand that. That life is sometimes more shorter than the way you think. Amen. Amen. Psalm 90, the verse 12. So teach us to do what? To number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us, Lord. Life is so sh- even just so Moses who said that we grow about uh, 70 and what? 70 years. When you have the strength, it goes to 80. Then he himself said, Lord, teach us to number. Because you might think that you are growing older. Please let me tell you, you're not growing older. You are dying early. Somebody was celebrating the birthday and the person said, God bless you. Uh, you, you, you God has added another year. He said, no, no, no. God has rather subtracted. He said, one year has been subtracted. So if you're going to live for 70 years or 80 years or 100 years, every year reduces your age. Every day in and day out. Every hour, every minute, every second reduces your years. So as you are sitting here, you are fading small, small. You are reducing small, small. So Moses said, Lord, teach us to number. 
so that we will know that we are not too old. I mean, we are not going to die. We are going to live forever. Teach us to know that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Forgive me with all simplicity. You are fool for you not to think that your life is short. That's what Moses said. Teach us so that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. It is wisdom to know that you will not live forever. Your life is short. It is wisdom. He's not going to live forever. It's wisdom. Go with me to Job chapter 14 verse 1. Listen to what Job says. Man who is born of woman is of what? Many days. Many days. And even within the few days, not of enjoyment, but full of what? Troubles. Man born, if you are born by a woman, then please let me tell you, your days are few. Even if you grow 120 years, 140, 150, your days are still what? Few. When you compare to what how people used to enjoy years. And within the few years, the Bible says, they are full of sorrows. They are full of trouble. May God give us a heart of wisdom that we understand that our days are not many. Are you here? You have gone home. I said, may God give you the heart of understanding. To understand that your days are not many as you think. Hallelujah. Now let's look at how short our life is. And how the Bible describes your life. Your lifespan. This is how the Bible describes your lifespan. Number one, your life is like a vapor. Hmm. James 4, 13 to 14. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell. Next week I'm going to Dubai. Uh, I'll be going to China. Tomorrow morning I'll wake up early and go to Accra and come. Hmm. Spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even what? That appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Now, those of you that doesn't know vapor, when you cook and your friend in tutu and you see the steam that comes out, this is what is called vapor. Now, the moment you see vapor, check your kitchen and you see. And those of you who cook, if you are man here, you don't cook, as you leave, you go and try to cook and see how vapor works. Put, you just put water on the fire and put some rice inside. Let it cook her. You see the vapor coming, 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 coming off. Bible said, your life and my life is like a vapor. That appears. And you, sometimes you are surprised how within some few seconds vapor can disappear. The moment you see the vapor, it helps you to know that's a, who's a, that the food is boiling. And the vapor comes out. And within some few seconds that vapor disappears. The Bible said, that is how your life is. Your life is so short like a vapor that appears within a second and disappears within another second. And the wise will put this into heart that whenever you are cooking in your house and you see vapor, you will know that that's how short my life is. That is the reason why you must be eternity conscious. Glory to God. So your life, or the Bible describes our lifespan as vapor. It vanishes into thin air. And it vanishes quickly. Our life also defined as like a shadow. Your lifespan, your lifespan is like a shadow. Psalm 144 verse 4. Man is like a breath. His days are like what? A passing shadow. The moment the sun comes there, I mean your shadow disappears. Do you always have your shadow with you? No. It's on and off. That's how your life is. Your life is like a shadow. It comes within a moment and it disappears within a moment. And even it disappears quickly. 
So please, whenever you are walking and you see your shadow and you don't see it again, know that that's how short your life is. Number three, the Bible describes our lifespan like a grass. Isaiah 40, verse 6 to 8. Isaiah chapter number 40, the verse 6 to 8. He said, The voice said, Cry out, and he said, What shall I cry? When the Lord spoke to the prophet Isaiah, he said, Cry, and Isaiah said, Lord, what shall I cry? Then he said, All flesh is what? And it's all loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, it does what? The flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are, tell the person you are grass. Something green becomes very dry, wither. That's how your life is. Your life is like grass that shines and, ah, oh, this is very beautiful, very nice. People look at you and say, wow, wonderful. Look at you, look at Auntie B, look at how awesome she is. Give her some few years. And even the way you are sitting now, you don't used to be like this. I saw somebody's picture when the person was younger. Oh. And I said, life can change people. You are changing gradually. You are fading. Tell the person, you are fading gradually. Yeah. Gradually you are fading. You are wearing out. You are wearing off. You are like a grass. The people are grass. It will be dead today, but tomorrow, that's how short your life is. Number four, your life is also like a smoke. Psalm 102, verse 3. Hmm. For my days are consumed like smoke, and my bones are burned like heat. Smoke. You can set fire, you see smoke, boom. Within some few minutes, some few hours, you see the smoke, that's what? Disappear. Whenever you see a smoke and you see it disappearing, it tells you how short your life is. I pray that these things will teach us wisdom, 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 wisdom. Hallelujah. Number, number five. Your life is like a hand breath. Psalm 39, verse 4. Do you know what a hand breath is? The hand breath is like the width of your palm. And the width of a palm is mostly between 2.5 uh, and uh, some about 4 inches. And listen to what he says. He said, Lord, make me to know my end. What is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am? Lord, help me to know my what? Make me to know my end and what the measure of my... So your days are what? Measured. And it's measured like the... Your hand breath. I mean, the width of your palm. Between... The width, I mean, the breath is 2.5 to about 4 inches. Lord, make me to know my days and what the measure of my days that I may know how... When say something is frail, do you understand? A fragile, frail. Anything can happen to it. Anything. Your life is very free. Your life is what? Tell person, you are fragile. You are fragile. Sometimes when you package things, they write fragile on it. The thing is breakable. That's how your life is. Help me to know how frail I am. So you are not strong as the way you think. You are not as powerful as the way you think. Some of you never thought you fall sick. But the day you fell sick, you were shocked that it's uh, me. Indeed, you have made my days as what? Hand breath. That is the width of your palm. And it's between four. So 
this is how you are. I asked them to bring me a nail. And hand breadth, when you check, is between 2.5 to 4 inches. This is 4 inches nail. This is how your life is. When you see a 4 inches nail, let it tell you how short your life is. So your life is even more shorter than your height. I'm surprised. That I thought the Bible would use the word your height. He said, but he rather said your hand breadth. It means that your life is too shorter. Can you please look at the person and say, don't think you are too old. And don't think you are going to grow forever and live forever. Tell person, life is very short. Short, short. And more shorter than how you think. Amen. That's our life is. Like a hand breath. Hallelujah. Psalm 39, 4 to 7. Lord, make me to know my days and what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. Indeed, you have made my days as hand's breath and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is but vapor. Your best state in life is like what? A vapor. You vanish like vapor. And even sometimes you vanishes when you are at your good stage. Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Surely they busy themselves in Ajay. Did you hear that? Do you understand that English? They busy themselves for what? Give me the, the NIV for only this part. Then you go back to New King James. Man is mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about, but only busy. Ha! Why did you come to church? I was busy. I was tired. Hey! How many of you came to the all night? Tell the person, I say, mercy on you. Mercy on you. Go back to the scripture for me. Verse 6. Surely every man walks about like a shadow. Every man. Surely they busy themselves in vain. You are, you are so busy in all the things you are doing are in vanity. He heaps us what? He heaps up riches. I want to get this. I want to get that. I want to do this. I want to do that. I have You like everything in this life. Hmm. Even as you are sitting here, you are thinking about what to get. He heaps up riches and does not know who will gather them. And now, Lord, what do I wait for? My hope is in you. May God become your focus in this life. In the name of Jesus. So your life and my life, our last one is like what? Like a hand breath. Number six, your life and my life is like a wind. Psalm 78, 37 to 39. For their heart was not steadfast with him, nor were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Verse 39. For he remembered... That they were but what? A breath that passes away and does not come again. Hallelujah. So you just exist for some short time and you are gone. Number seven. We are like strangers and travelers. Also Genesis on this earth. First Chronicles 29, 14 to 15. We are like a wind that just blows and... Sometimes when you go to places where wind have destroyed things, you will never ever know that wind really... Uh, destroys those things there. It comes and disappears. We are awestruck. You are just 
you, you, you are you are hustling for nothing. Everything that's how it's gone. Amen. First Chronicles chapter number twenty-nine, the verse fourteen to fifteen. We are like strangers and travelers. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you and of your own we have given to you. Verse 15. For we are aliens and what? Pilgrims before you as were all our fathers. Our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. We are aliens and we are travelers. We are traveling on this earth. This earth does not belong to you. That's how short your life is. So don't make this earth your home. We are like travelers and we are like uh, strangers. When a stranger visits you, what does he do? He leaves. That's how it is. Your life is like a stranger on this earth. It is very short. It is very short. One day somebody came to visit my grandmother. I mean, the person was, I mean, the person was just passing, not visit. My grandmother used to do that. I don't know if some of you, maybe your parents might have been doing that. When my grandmother sees you that you are stranded, you go, oh, Brevier, come home. I remember, I can't remember those years. But the person was passing by. I think the person was, was traveling somewhere. And uh, the person was looking for a place. My grandmother asked, uh, now, where are you going? Where are you coming from? So I'm coming from so-and-so. And, so, and uh, I didn't meet the person and all that. Oh, then come and sleep with us. The person joined us in the night. I thought we were very young. So first day we saw the, the, the woman. Second day we saw the woman. Third day the woman was still there. And my grandmother asked, so when are you going? Some the people use that trick to look for a place to stay. Like strangers. Now, one thing about strangers is that if you're a stranger and you go anywhere, please, that is not where you belong. You will still go back to where you came from. We are on a strange land here. You are a stranger. You are a traveler. You are a sojourner. Hallelujah. Amen. Your lifespan is like a stranger. You won't stay forever. You won't stay forever. Hallelujah. May God help us. I said, may God help us. Number eight, our lives are also like a shepherd's tent. Shepherd's tent. Mm. Isaiah 38 verse 12, a shepherd's tent. My lifespan is gone. Taken from me like a shepherd's what? I have cut off my life like a weaver. He cuts me off from the loom. From day until night, you make an end of me. Whoa! This is what the shepherds does. Because they were shepherds and feeding their uh, flocks. They bring the, the sheep around here. If there are green grass, grass here, whatever. They put them here. Then they set their tent to prevent them from the sun. The animals, they'll be with the animals for a day or two. And when the grass is finished, they move their tent to another place. So wherever you see a tent today will not continue to be there forever. So as tents are shifted, so are your life. You see a tent today and tomorrow you come, it's not there. Life is too short like a tent. A shepherd's own. You are not going to be there forever. Please, you are not going to be there forever. You are not going to be there forever. Your life is like a shepherd's tent. It's not going to be there forever. I pray for understanding and wisdom of God for you, for you to understand and to know that you're not going to live forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me give you the last one. Like a hyaline, your life is like what? A hyaline. Hyaline is someone who has been employed to work. H-I-R-E-L-I-N-G. Someone who has been 
employed to do menial jobs for a period of time. Job chapter 7. Is there not a time of hard service for man on earth? Are not his days also like the days of what? A hired man. Our days on earth like a hired man. You have been hired to do certain jobs for a particular time. You are not going to work there forever. When you see anybody who work and come on pension, it should tell you how short life is. Hallelujah. Tell us your life is short. Your life is short. You are a hired man. Tell us you are a hired man. You are not going to work forever. You are not going to remain here forever. Hallelujah. May God give us understanding and wisdom about this in the name of Jesus. Now, what are some of the wisdom lessons that we can learn in this, our short life? The wisdom lessons we can learn in this short life that we have. That's what Moses said. The Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of what? This morning, I see you gain a heart of wisdom. The things I'm about to share with you, if you pick them, you'll be a wise person. You'll be what? Wise. I see you becoming wise. I see you becoming wise. I said, I see you becoming what? In this short life you have, I see you becoming a wise person. You are becoming wiser from today. Amen. The first lesson of wisdom that you must learn in this short span of your life. Learn from what have happened to others or what has happened to others. Always learn from the things that happens to people. It will teach you wisdom. When you see something happens to another person, learn something from it. In Ecclesiastes chapter number 7, the verse 2. Better to go to the house of mourning. Do you know where mourning? Where people are crying, where people are weeping, where people are painful. Better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of enjoyment. If you are here and you love enjoyment, you are not wise. You love parties. You love enjoyment, disco. You love uh, going out. Let's, let's go to drink. Let's go to here. You hear somebody having... There are people that when they hear that it's a wedding going, they will come to church. You love going... I mean, you love enjoy. You have a party spirit. You have a problem. If you are like that, you are not wise. Better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of enjoyment of feasting. For that is the end of all men. So when you see somebody's end, it should tell you that your end is also coming. And please listen to me. Whenever you go to funeral and they are going to bury the person and it's not far, join and go there, go to the cemetery. And sometimes when your head is becoming more swollen, just pass Aoudome, or just come to now here, just enter the cemetery. It will tell you very soon where your bed will be. It will teach you wisdom. Let the lessons of life, what have happened to others, learn from them. So when you see they have left somebody in state, please know, <laughs> it will be your turn. It is just a matter of what? just a matter of time. It shall be you one day, no matter how old you grow. So if you want to be wise, always learn. Learn from what has happened to others. And always go to the house of mourning. It will teach you wisdom. Go to the house of mourning. When you see something evil happens to somebody, something bad happens to someone, please learn from it. Observe and learn. When I'm driving and I see, I mean, those of us who have been traveling on the Takrade road, you see it a lot. 
three persons died here. The moment I see it, I slow down. When I see 18 persons, we call it wisdom. When you're traveling on the Kumasi Road, they will write accident kills and they will bring somebody with one leg. Yeah. It's only a fool who will see a danger and rush into it. Many of us in this life doesn't learn anything. When you see that somebody has died young, you criticize. Hey, Go to the house of mourning where people are crying and tearing and learn from there to teach you wisdom. I see you becoming more wiser. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 3. Even when a fool walks along the way, he lacks wisdom and he shows everyone that he's a fool. Do you know what he's saying? God is expecting that the fool will learn from the things that he sees around. But he walks and uh, <laughs> where people are crying, that's where he goes to enjoy. That's a fool. So if you want to go to funerals, all that you are looking for is the food they will serve you. May God have mercy on you. Mercy. Sometimes it's good to go to funerals, doesn't concern you. It's good. But don't go for food. Go to learn. Learn from it. Learn wisdom. Amen. Life is short. So please don't close your mind and ignore the realities of life. Let the things we see around us teach us lessons. Number two, the second wisdom lesson for our short life is that make good use of the little life you have. Make good use of the little life. Job 14, the verse 1. Man who is born of woman is of what? Few days and full of trouble. Your days are few, so make good use of it. A short life must be wisely spent. If you know that your life is short, you must spend it what? Wisely, not foolishly. So if you are just wasting your life, you are wasting your destiny for nothing. Amen. Amen. It's mostly not how long you live, but how well you live your life. Whatever you use your life for matters a lot. It must be something good that will count for eternity. Every day of your life must be put into something good and not evil. I beg you. Put your life into something good and not what? Evil. Don't be an evil person. Every day you are, you are adding sin upon sin. Evil upon evil. Bonina Udisa. Sin upon sin. Adding on top, on top of it. So if your sins are increasing, your evil are increasing. You are graduating in them. Your girlfriends used to be one. Now you have three. You are graduating. You had one boyfriend, but now you have three or four. You are graduating. You are adding sin. Some of you can't even count the number of boyfriends you've had. Or the girlfriends you have had. Sin upon sin. Wickedness upon wickedness. Make good use of the little life. Make good use of it. Number three. The wisdom of to learn. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Ephesians 5, 15 to 16. See then that you walk circumspectly. Not as fo- Oh, wow. Not as what? But as wise. Verse 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Don't waste your time. Don't waste time. One of the things that wastes our time is idleness. Some of you are very lazy. From morning to evening, you will never do anything for your life. Idleness. Too much sleep. You are wasting your time on sleep. You are sleeping too much. 
Wasting your life, wasting your years. Unnecessary conversations. Unnecessary. Somebody can sit with you and talk for two hours and what are you talking about? Somebody, some people can be on phone for about 30 minutes talking. 30 minutes talking on phone. Some of you, you have what you call nice sweet. You know, Anadwede. Talking the night. For one hour on phone. Talking to a man. Talking to a boy. Adding not, no value to your life. Listen to me. Every time you waste, will never come back to you again. Your life is too short. So don't waste it. Tell the person, don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. Tell the person, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Amen. Just wasting your time for nothing. From today, anything that wastes your time is cursed in the name of Jesus. May God make you conscious. You wake up in the morning, the first thing that you pick is your phone. And as soon as you get it, you open your data. Every minute, every minute there are alerts on your phone. Somebody has sent you a message and you're looking at it and it is if you are here and your data doesn't go off there's nobody want to hear unless maybe your job is on the phone your job is all about internet there's some of you when I try to check you on phone when I go to whatsApp the people that, the moment I go there I always see online 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 <laughs> this one I was sending the scriptures to Ben and I, so I went to online. The moment I went to online, I, I decided, oh, let me check some of the church members online. As soon as I checked them, I saw them online. And, this, and the person sent me, good morning. I said, shame on you. What are you doing this time on the phone? As the person, are you the person the pastor is talking about? Are you the one? <laughs> ah! Wasting your time on electronic media for nothing. And life is short. Life is what? Short. Make good use of your time. Time is not like money you can put at the bank that when you can go and withdraw. Every minute that passes by goes waste. It'll never come back to you again. You are too much on social media. Don't waste your life. And the devil is using that to take our attention. You don't read your Bible. You don't pray. All that is on phone, 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 phone. From today, I curse every desire for phone, 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 phone. May God help us. I said, may God help us. In the name of Jesus. So please don't waste your what? Don't waste your time. Number four. The wisdom lesson we have to learn. Don't fight for material things. But fight for eternity. Don't fight for material things. But for what? All the things you are fighting for in this life. You will leave them behind. Philippians chapter 2. The verse 12. Give me that scripture. Therefore my beloved. As you have always obeyed. Not as in my presence only. But now much more in my what? Absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your salvation with fear. Don't look for material. Don't let your life be after material things. Your life is too short to be fighting for material things. Your life is too short for that. Jesus said in Luke chapter number is it 1215? Say a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. Don't let your life all be about I want to get this, I want to get that, I want to buy this, I want to own this. Life is bigger than that. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my, uh, my presence only, but also not much more in my absence, work out your own what? 
So what you must be working toward is your... Because everything you are fighting for, you will leave them behind. Tell the person, all the things you are fighting for. Tell the person, all the lands, the makeups. Tell the person, all the mascara. Yeah? So if you want to look at your face, I feel like dying for you. Because your makeup alone is killing me. Hey! I saw somebody that said, wow! You deserve Miss Ghana. And when I saw the first thing face to face, I said, are, are you? The... <laughs> Man. Fight for your salvation. Fight for your salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That is wisdom. Don't use your short life to be fighting for much because all the things you are fighting for. How many of you have seen? You see, there's a video I have one for. I haven't seen it before. A man died, I think, in India. They were burying him with his TV, with his troubles, his fan, and all that. Go and use the fan at the cemetery where you are, and we shall see. Yeah. All the things you are looking for, the day you die, they will not bury you with them. Sometimes you don't even know the one who will come and carry the things for you or spend the things for you. Yeah. If a man gains the whole world and loses, what profit will you gain from it? It is wisdom to fight for yourself. It's wisdom. Wisdom. This heavenly wisdom, not earthly. Heavenly wisdom. It's wisdom to fight for your fight for your salvation. Fight for it. Fight. Make sure that you will get to heaven. That should be your ultimate. That should be your focus. Some of you, because of the things of the world, because of a man, because of a woman, you are no more close to God anymore. Because have mercy on you. Because of your job, all kinds of excuses. Hey, it's wisdom. Oh, wisdom lessons we have to learn. For this is our short life. Number what? Number five. In God's mysterious will, he can call you at any time. It is wisdom to understand that. Ephesians 1, 7 to 9. Ephesians 1, 7 to 9. In him we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery of his what? Now, that's what he called the mystery of his will. Having made known to us. So it's not everything God has made it known to you. A mystery simply is something that is hidden. There are things here that God has not made them known to you. How many of you know when you are going to die? Only a few people know that. It's called mystery. It's what? Mystery. So in the mystery of God, in God's own wisdom, he can call you at any time. Psalm 92 verse 16. With long life will you satisfy us and show us your what? Your, God wants to give you longevity. But the point is that your life and my life is in his hands. He can choose to call you at any time, whether you like it or not. He has the final say when it comes to your life. You can declare it. And I believe I'm not dying young. But ultimately, he has the final say. And he does what pleases him. In his own wisdom, he can call you. So don't think you are going to grow for whatever. I mean, your life is too long. No, your life is short. If he decides to, he chooses. Ah, I love what um, the prophet Eli said. When his students were misbehaving, something strange happened. The Lord decided to talk to Samuel because Samuel was serving under prophet Eli. And he made a statement that touches my heart. Go to First Samuel chapter number 3, verse um, 
11 to 18. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. You have oil and you put something in that show. In that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to the end. Whoa. But I'm surprised God did that. That he spoke to a younger whilst the senior was there. For I have told him that I would... Okay, so he was aware. Then that's fine. I have told him that I will judge his house forever. For the iniquity which he, sh- he knows, he knows about it. Because his sons made themselves vile. And he did not res- punish them. He did not restrain them. And therefore... I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned hey, mercy. For, by sacrifice or offering. God can be wicked though. He can decide to forgive you. He can decide not to forgive you. So someone laid down until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord and someone was afraid to tell the senior man the man of God, Eli, the vision. Then Eli calls out, hey, come, my son. And someone said, my son. He answered, here I am. Verse 17. And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? It doesn't cut it off. Please do not hide it from me, I beg you. God do so to you and more also. If you hide anything from me of all the things that he's tell me everything he told you. Look at the verse 18. That's where my emphasis is. Then Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And the prophet Eli said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. My emphasis is that he does whatever pleases him, not what you want. He, do, he does whatever pleases him. You are nothing to ask God in it. Keep quiet and shut your mouth. Somebody dies and somebody says somewhere. Job said, even my, 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 when Job was going through that situation, he said, my own mouth will even condemn me if I say anything that God is wrong. My own mouth. Who am I to speak? If God is working it, who am I to question God? Yesterday, I was with uh, Prophet Bedukobi, uh, Glorious Wave, the church at uh, Sakomono. With him, and he, I, was, I was asking, I was telling him, I, was, I sympathize with him about, because his son is about 18 years old. And I was telling him how I feel for him and all that. But the Lord has, I mean, what can I say? He has, he has done what pleases him. You have no say. You bet. You have no. You don't. Have, you don't have the gas to question God. You want to live long, praise God. But He has the final say in His hands. He can call you at any time. So don't think your life is too long. Your life is shorter than the way you think. And sometimes, even when you go, some people are. Happy. I told you the story about uh, somebody who did uh, the, an obituary. Yeah, obituary. It was. I mean, uh, the person, the person died, and they wrote. Sometimes when people write, they, they write, "Oh, gone too soon." Uh, the Lord be with you. But this one, they wrote, "At long last." She's <laughs> <laughs> Tell the person, "At long last, you also be gone." At long last, you are finally gone. Mercy. The last of it, the wisdom we have to learn 
And don't forget, Jesus died at the age of 33. Yeah. In the wisdom of God, he, he called him at the age of 33. I thought Jesus would have been 100 years to do the work of the ministry. But the father said, no, only 33. It's not how long you live, but how well. David, the man after God's own heart, according to Bible historians, said he died at the age of 70. A man after God's own heart. You sit down there and say, you are not dying now. One man of God told us. He said he thought he was going to live long. You're going to work for God for long. And one day he traveled. He was driving a brand new Pajaro. Brand new. The Lord spoke to him, go and do, we're going to do the ministry and all that. On his way, he had accident. And he nearly died. It was there, I, it, he said, it was there I realized that I can die and I could die at any time. Hmm. So I'm positioning myself well. Help me tell person, position yourself well, the way you are. Look at the person and say, position yourself. You are some way. You are, you are some way. Hmm. May God help us. In conclusion, always be in tune with God. It's wisdom. If you know that your life is short, your life is not too long, you will always be what? That is the greatest asset of every believer. Your relationship with God. Guide it jealously. Lani, did you hear what I said? Guide it, gel, guide your what? Relationship with God with all jealousy. Preserve your relationship with Him. Don't let any man, any woman come between you and God. Don't let anything separate you from Him. Guard it. So, if you people are taking you from God, your job is taking you from God, and men are taking you from God, marriage is taking you away from God. Your feelings are taking you from God. Sex is taking you away from God. Alcohol is taking you away from God. Watch those things. One day you may be on the person and something will happen. Oh. I know a man, a woman was on her and he died. Is that not so? There was a medical doctor recently at Kolebu. He went to a hotel with a girlfriend and that was it. By the time the girlfriend realized, the man was open there. <laughs> as if he was coming. By the time he realized, oh, he was gone. So sometimes some of the feelings can lead to death. Oh. <laughs> May your feelings never lead to death. <laughs> Everybody shout, mercy, 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 mercy. So please check your relationship with God. Be Always be in tune. Deal with sin. And whatever that is standing between you and him, deal with it. Ask God to help you. To get more closer to him. Tell him to help you. Because your life is short. Oh. Your life is short. Tell him that you can take away certain bad life. Certain things away from you. Tell him to help you. Tell him to help you. Tell him to help you. Yeah. Life is short. And don't forget the Corinthians we read. He said all of us will stand before him. Whether good or bad. And the last. The scriptures for that is Psalm 91 verse 1. And Philippians 3 12. And the last one is work for God. Work for God. Tell the person to work for God. Work for God. Look at the person's face and tell the person, work for God. Work for God. Ben, okay, let's read that scripture. The Matthew 1, please, before it comes to 2 Corinthians. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multi, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful. But the laborers are what? 
38. We have only people working for God. Though. Look at all the people. If all of you here said, Pastor, open branch for us. You come to church. You hear that we close. You go. You come. You go. Some of you, I don't know your use. God doesn't know. No, it's God doesn't know your use. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out the word. So God is always looking for workers, people to work for him. Even the Ashaman branch you want to open. Want to open. Ashaman is very big. Oh. Want to open a lot of branches as Ashaman. Because the way the distance is. Centers. But sometimes I look into the people. Ah, I say, who, who, who should I send? And who will go? If I look at it and zoom here. Only few people. I zoom here. I zoom here. Help me tell me. I say, work for God. Work for God. Work for God. Let me tell you. All the things you are looking for in this life will never bring you any reward. Except the ones that you do for God. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 5.10, my last scripture in closing. Come and read together, one to go. For we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So whatever you are doing, make sure it is good, and not what? Not bad. Tell the person, make sure whatever you are doing, make sure whatever you are doing, in this life, is good, and not evil. Because you shall be rewarded according to your works. God bless you. Can you rise to your feet? Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Just one prayer. Whatever that is taking me away from you, every material things, things of the world that are taking you away from me, I pray for your grace. From today, Lord, help me. To focus on you and to focus on eternity. I declare from today, I will make it to heaven. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. I'm going to pray. Tell the Lord, drop anything that is taking you away from Him, any character, any behavior, any lifestyle. Lord, help me. It is good to work, it is good to labor, but Lord, help me not to focus on material things, but focus on eternity. Focus on heaven. There is a place for me to go. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Please have me say in the name of Jesus. Father, help me to be heaven conscious. From today, help me to make it to heaven. In the name of Jesus. One minute, talk to God. This is your last prayer. Talk to God. 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 Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me to make it. Help me to make it to heaven. Help me to make it. I will never miss heaven. Help me to make it to heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. As all eyes are closed, I want to pray with you here. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal. You want you say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to accept Jesus. I want you to come into my life. I want my name to be written in the book of life. Please, the one who has lifted a hand, please pray this. Say, Lord Jesus. Let's all pray together with him. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my life. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Because of my sins. Because of my sins. You came to die for me. Came to die for me. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. That you are the Son of God. You are the Son of God. You died for me. You died for me. And you rose for me. Rose from, today, from today. Come into my life. Come into my life. Be the Lord. Be the Lord. Over my life. Help me, Help me to serve you, to serve you. and to serve you well. To serve you. Every sin in my life, 
that is taking me away from you. From today, I drop them. I receive grace to get close to you. In Jesus' name. Father, I declare people blessed from today. Let the spirit of heaven consciousness rest upon all of us. Whatever we are doing today, help us to be conscious of eternity. And we'll take our steps very well. I decree that none of us here will ever miss heaven in Jesus' name. We'll never miss our final destination. Help us to know that there is more beyond this life. There is more beyond this earth. So that we don't kill ourselves for material things, but we kill ourselves for you. That's where we shall be rewarded exceedingly. Blessed be your name today. And the blessing you have given to us. In Jesus' name. Amen.